Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. It's just more detail oriented, you know, it's kind of football style always these these first series because you, you know you have a lot of time to prepare for the team that you're going against. So you know, just feeling things out, light scrimmage today. Um, it's a good time. Devin Booker on preparing for the first round of the playoffs. Keep this bumper going for a second. Is this song maybe one of the most unfortunate examples in American music history. Oh, in what way? <laughs> it's such a horrible song. Oh! <laughs> Did you hear that, Sarah? You just said this is such a horrible song. Oh, damn. I was vibing back here. Sorry, I was listening to other sounds, so That's I missed when you insulted my childhood. It's certainly catchy, but... You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. You, know, you remember yeah. the band? Crazy Town. Crazy Town. Can All right, name, good. Can, can you name another song by Crazy Not Town? Not one no. other. This it's is it. Terrible song. Okay. I think Vic's with me. Sons okay. Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, you stickler. Uh, football style preparation. Kind of mm-hmm. going on uh, with, with the Suns. I like the way Devin Booker put it. Uh, Suns and Clippers do have a Sunday game, so it does have that feel. Um, and speaking of field, Devin Booker was asked, hey, this is your third goal around now. Anything feel different this year? We have a different roster. Um, that's, that's the only difference. But, you know, the preparation's the same. Um, we're all ready to go. Yeah, and about that different roster, this one features Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's never somehow would have expected it. You know, couldn't have even dreamed it. But, you know, it's here now. And, you know, I think that adds a little bit of pressure to everybody knowing that you have somebody that's been there and, and finished it, and, you know, that's the expectation. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's not a whole yeah. lot of uh, expert analysis that goes on for too long before even national voices come to that fact. Well, the Suns have Kevin Durant. Yeah. Terrence Mann yeah. of the Clippers even was talking about him. I mean, they have Kevin Durant, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's just really it. I mean, they have Kevin Durant, so it's not any just any trio. I mean, you got one of the best scorers of all time out there um, that you got to worry about now. So it's going to be a completely different game plan from when we played them in the past. I think it's almost a completely different team because he's out there. I mean, at the beginning, got Katie. Ain't, ain't, that some, ain't that something? Ain't that just something? Just the laughter yeah. after Kev, after Terrence Mann says they have Kevin Durant and the pause, and people just start laughing. Yeah. That's so, kind of the reaction. Okay, so in terms of full health, are you are you concerned that Cameron Payne really hasn't gotten back to practicing? A little bit, okay. yeah. Um, that affects your, your guard rotation. Mm-hmm. You have to dip a little further down into your rotation. I would suspect that Monty Williams, when he goes to the bench, it's going to be Landry Shamit as that first guard off the bench. And Landry did get uh, some preferential playing time over campaign before that back injury. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, we've been talking for weeks uh, in a concerned tone, Bick, about Cameron Payne is a very important player for the Suns because he can make things easy for the guard rotation. He can make things easy for the head coach. But if he doesn't come in for 10 to 12 minutes yeah. and perform at a high level, it mm-hmm. makes things a lot more difficult with the way yeah. this team is constructed. It, it's it's crazy because when Cameron Payne is right 
and feeling good and performing well and making the right decisions. Um, when the when the fat isn't there in the game, I think is what Monty Williams used to say, or the nonsense, whatever. I don't know how he described it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can obviously be very impactful. He's a momentum guy. He's an energy guy. He's a, um, he, he can he can change the fortunes of a game in in, in little moments here and there. But he can also be. Um, a detriment at times, but I do think he's an important member of the of the rotation. I was I was under the impression that these injuries that Bismack Biombo and Campaign suffered were not really much of anything. So I was surprised that that he's not made his way back to the practice yeah, court he, yet. Here was Monty Williams yesterday with the question, the update on those two players. It's nothing to report on those guys. So Biombo apparently is back at practice. Uh, but Cameron Payne hasn't. And, and yeah, I, I do think that's a concern. Is it uh, an overwhelming concern? No. No. And, hey, Landry Shamit again, first opportunity for you to seize those minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also like the fact that Devin Booker's had a pep talk with the team and basically said, listen, things are going to get tough and things might get nasty and it might get loud and we might be barking at one another. You need to fight through all of it. I, I'm glad that Devin Booker took the moment to kind of explain that. And I want Devin Booker to model that himself. This is really, to me, it's it's really going to be um, one of the, uh, I think, determining elements of how far this basketball team goes. If they can just stay out of their own heads and, and not, you know what I'm going with this, not play the officials game, not think they're being, not getting enough calls, not losing their minds that way. Fight through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this somewhat interesting, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Uh, we had Bobby Marks on earlier in the week. And he made reference, hey, I just sent my picks in to, to ESPN. They do their, their panelist reviews of all the series. So they had 16 NBA experts from ESPN give all their predictions for the first round series. All 16 picked the Suns, which wow. I think the Suns are the wow. favorite. They're obviously the yeah. favorite, and they have home court advantage. But to get zero wiggle room or not one dissenter and all of that the other interesting thing well, is Kendrick Perkins is the dissenter well he was well, he's not an NBA he's not one of those he wasn't on this panel right exactly yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, and some people would say Kendrick Perkins is not an NBA expert <laughs> <laughs> carry on <laughs> carry yeah. the hell on all right, all right. Uh, but all of them picked the Suns to win in six or seven which okay. kind of goes by what you know t- along the lines of what we talked about yesterday. I wouldn't if you're if you even if you're the most confident Suns fan, I would not expect a very easy breezy walk in the park against the Clippers. There's just too much talent and uh, too much history, really. Oh no, the, this yes, the, the Suns have a harder draw than the Nuggets. I, I will definitely concede that, but I I do like the matchups. And if Paul George were walking through that door for Game One, I'd be legitimately. I think it might be closer to a toss-up than not. Um, I'm going to stick with Suns in five because I think that they're going to handle their business in their first two home games, and and we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, uh, yeah, I do I do think there are some challenge points in this series. Well, they, that's a good point, though. The nerves will hit if they lose one of the games where Paul George doesn't play. <laughs> Absolutely. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's 1-1 or 1-0, you're down, and then Paul George is coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Psychologically, that could get in their heads. Well, and the Clippers are going into this series like every road team does. Those first two games, the goal is to win one. Mm -hmm. And if you can win one, 
and kind of snowball that pressure into game two, it can change the entire complexion. Without of a doubt, without a doubt, because if you're if you're if a team like the Clippers comes in and wins a road game to start a series, then the then the other team, the favored team, is now chasing the matchup game because now you're thinking, okay, we've got to get out in front of this team, and that's you don't want to do there. You don't want to be there. We were there a little bit last year against Dallas, even though they were always playing from ahead in in that series until they weren't. You don't want to be in that situation where you're questioning whether what you have is going to be enough for you. And that's what happens when you cough up a home game in the playoffs. You have to wonder, do we need to change what we're doing or can we confidently stay with our program? And, and you avoid all that when you win the first two home games. Then you go to you know, then you go to L.A. and now you're got the opportunity to to pluck a game off, and you do that. Now you've got that opportunity to close it out in five. It's it's a it's a great tried and true method to get a team in your rearview mirror early on. Uh, one thing I do hope to experience this postseason, but at whatever point, whether it's against the Clippers or or beyond, mm-hmm. the Suns winning a series at home. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Do you know? Uh, you, do you know what's not going to be fun? What's going to be Grip City if they have to play another game seven, especially oh. at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You that will that. be Grip City. Yeah. Grip, from Lit City to Grip City. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Join Burns and Gambo at the Top Golf Swing Suite at Gila River Casorts, uh, Casorts Resorts and Casinos <laughs> today. From two to six p.m., they'll give an, be giving away Suns playoff T-shirts, water bottles, and backpacks. Plus, you can meet Suns legend Tom Chambers from five to six p.m. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details. You must be twenty-one years or over to attend the event. Coming up next, we've already talked about the Buddha Baker social media activity. Well, Kyler Murray was out and about last night in the Valley, and the reviews were mixed. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The hottest ticket in town. Fire! 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 It's time for our last hottest ticket qualifier on this show for the week for game one this Sunday. And we are looking for Hayden Pass from Chandler. Hayden, you've got 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for Suns playoff tickets. If Hayden does not do that, within 10 minutes, we'll open up the phone lines to someone else. If you did not hear your name, you can still qualify by texting TICKET to 620-620 and then listen for your name in the noon hour with Wolf and Luke. But I am starting the clock right now on Hayden Pass from Chandler. Hayden Pass. Sounds like somewhere you ride your bike in Scottsdale. I thought the exact same thing. Don't you pass up this opportunity, yeah. Hayden Pass. Right, Do right. it. That's right. 602-260-9870. Hayden Pass, you are on the clock. Hey, everybody. Quarterback from the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray here. Just out here enjoying the last game of the season. Uh, really excited to be here. Go Yotes. That was last night from the Coyotes' Instagram account. Kyler Murray at the game, not the only Phoenix athlete at the final Coyotes game of the year at Mullet Arena. Ish Wainwright from the Suns was there as well. Mm. Uh, I have to preface this whole conversation by saying I was not there. Dan Bickley was not there. Sarah Cazell wasn't there. And Jared Carlin wasn't there. You weren't there, were you, Jared? No. No. Okay. So none of us were there. But based on reaction on social media, what happened was 
The Coyotes on the Jumbotron introduced Ish Wainwright, mm-hmm. who was decked out in all of his Coyotes gear. And then they introduced Kyler Murray after that. And from some reports of people that were there in the building, it went from thunderous applause for Ish Wainwright to a mixed reaction for Kyler Murray with some booze mixed in. Okay. <laughs> Did that really happen? Did Kyler Murray really get booed at Mullet Arena? According to according to some reports, no, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doubting. I'm just. I'm. I'm speaking rhetorically. You're asking the fans here. Did you really? Did you really boo Kyler Murray? Okay. There's no ish Wainwright. That's why. Well, right. The follow. You know, you can't follow the I king. Have so many thoughts on yeah. this. I want to I want to yield the floor to you because you've got a very salient point to make here, Vinny. First, I'll focus on the Kyler Murray part of it. And I'll start by saying at this point, Kyler Murray going into his 5th year as the starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, I'm squarely on the fence in my belief of whether or not he will be a great NFL quarterback. And I don't think that's unfair based on everything that we've seen. What I don't understand is that reaction. And I can go back and we, I, I uh-huh. can give examples of the history of this show. I don't understand fans booing their own players. Especially when one of the criticisms of Kyler Murray has been, he's not even an Arizona guy. He's always in Texas. He's a Texas guy. We need him to be part of this community. Mm. And here he is at a Coyotes game mm-hmm. among 4,600 fans in a meaningless hockey game. Uh, rehabbing in the Valley. Rehabbing in the Valley. He's wearing an Arizona Diamondbacks 2001 World Series hat while he's at this game. He's trying to become part of the community. And oh, by the way, despite my feelings that Kyler Murray, I'm on the fence of whether or not he's going to be great. The guy suffered a serious knee injury and is working his ass off to get back to play football for a team that might not win four games next year. Yeah. What he said. What he said. Furthermore, (laughs) before we make this next point, because this next point is gold, in my opinion. Uh, I want to chime in and say, fans, uh, if you're Cardinal fans and you're booing him, I'd really like to know why. I would really like to understand why. It, 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 to me, everything Vinny said is so accurate. This is a guy now who is trying to do the right things. He's been around. He's been here. People asked Jonathan Gannon the other day. So Kyler's here? Yep, he's here. Not making a big deal about it, but he's here. And as Vinny said, going to a game, hanging out, being part of the game, booing him? Yeah. And la- last him? year at this time when the offseason program started and Kyler Murray wasn't here, I understand there was some frustration with that. That was part of negotiation. Mm-hmm. It was all part of that. But here we are a year later. So the booing, I, I just don't get. Yeah. Unless there was just 4,600 San Francisco 49 right. fans. Okay. Right. <laughs> so we actually just got a tweet from somebody who was there. Okay. Go Suns Go tweets us, no, no, no. There were very few boos. I was there, but it immediately turned into loud applause. I was thrilled to see Greg Dortch was there as well and happy to see other local athletes supporting our Coyotes. And here's some intel from someone else who was there, a certain Luke Lipinski. Oh, yeah, he does go to those games, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> <laughs> Listen so, to our broadcast on 98.7. Luke Lipinski, who does the uh, intermission reports and pregame, postgame for Does the marvelous work. You've ever heard this guy? Marvelous work? Okay. Well, uh, he said, I would say 
mixed reaction. All right. Still mostly cheers, but definitely some booze mixed in. I have a report from another a friend of mine who works at Mullet Arena. Okay. Oh, was, look, this at is great. This look at this guy. Look at this is reporting in real time. Yeah. Citizen journalism. I was there at Mullet Arena. Yes, it's true. He got booed and he left at the end of the period. You scared him away? <laughs> Dang. Okay, so you have to wonder if that original tweet from the local reporter who tweeted that he was booed maybe the boos were very um concentrated where she was sitting and maybe it sounded louder in a small arena i guess Uh, that could happen but there were definitely boos we can establish that yeah my second point on this was the introduction of kyla murray was preceded by the introduction of ish wainwright and Mm -hmm. if there's one thing that the phoenix sports fan is world class at it is falling in love with the good story, good guys. The mediocre player who tries hard. I'm guilty. <laughs> I love Ish Wainwright. Uh-huh. He's got a great story. I love Lou Amundsen. Yes. I love Pat Burke. But you don't that, that have person- to love those guys in spite of the superstars. Thank you. The person Such who, a great point. The person who tweeted this said he was more excited to see Greg Dorch. <laughs> what a dork. What yeah. a dork. You're right. It's, it's a great point. It's, it's so, so true. Frustrating. I, I've never. It's and we have seen a succession of Suns players fill that bill. We've seen Cardinal players. Dennis Gardak. We've. we've <laughs> we, you know what I mean? It's. You're exactly right. We fall Pat, in love with mediocrity, Pat and we Burke think mediocrity just, is greatness. Pat Burke could walk into any bar in Phoenix right now and not pay for a drink. Justin Pat sure. Burke. Yeah. Who, who's oh, the guy wow. you? Burke's here. Who was the one? One of the the guy you once ranked in the top five most popular. Justin Bethel. Bethel. Yeah, Justin top Bethel. five was top oh, twenty. Top twenty, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> we got another tweet from Seabocker forty four. He was there too. All Much right. more cheering than booze, but there was a group at one end of the small arena. The anti Kyler group has a has a section there at the mall. Yeah. 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 One twelve. Join us. Yeah. I, I, it's frustrating. But, uh, but everyone, let's get behind Ish. <laughs> right, and nothing against Ish. I love the guy. I do too. He plays his butt off. Yeah, he's good dude. Great story. Great dude. He showed up to do an yes. studio appearance with Burns yes. and Gambo by yeah. surprise the other day. He's one of the athletes. Are Ish? Will you come on my radio show? Yes. When do you want me there? Do we need to send a driver-ish? No, I'll drive myself. Send me directions. We have the option to send, send a, a driver. driver. I thought the same thing. It's like, wow. It would, yeah. Now we're talking. That's getting in the car. Oh, God, I thought Gambo's limo was real. Oh, okay. <laughs> that driver would be me, probably. <laughs> Great points, Vinny. What he said, everybody. What he said. Has Hayden passed called yet? He absolutely did. did? Wow. Almost immediately. Hayden passed. Did not pass on the opportunity. Nope. <clears throat> He's qualified. And more importantly, we went three for three on this show and are qualified. Wow. Be sure to, uh, if you haven't yet, text TICKET to 620-620. That'll get you qualified or your name as a qualifier. And then listen for your name. Uh, there's going to be another name called in the noon hour today with Wolf and Luke and one in the 5 o'clock hour with Burns and Gambo. And uh, when you hear your name, just do what Hayden did. Call within 10 minutes and you are in the drawing for uh, those tickets, which will be drawn later today for Game 1 of Suns and Clippers. Coming up next, Sarah Cazell takes us through the big stories of the day in the Rush Hour reboots. Bickley and Murata mornings on this Friday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Setting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. Arizona built for America's dreams. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. On Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, we've got some Friday energy in us today, or at least I certainly do. We're taking you through the top stories. I'm Sarah Cazell with Dan Bickley. Hey. With Vince Morata. Why don't you call me sometime when you have no class? <laughs> what is that from? Back to school. Okay. Rodney Dangerfield. Ah, shoot. Yeah. I don't know any of his references. And Jarrett Carlin. I just want a nap and a margarita. Preferably at the same time. Sounds like a good combo <laughs> to me. At the same time. Margarita first. Get one of those little <laughs> curly straws that you can yeah. drink laying yeah, down. Oh. Yeah. oh ho, ho. That's Friday energy right there. 1001, here we it? come. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we wrap that up, this show, we are looking ahead to uh, game one on Sunday as the Suns start their playoff run against the Clippers. We've got Ty Lu, the head coach of the Clippers, sharing his thoughts on the series, of course, from the Clippers' perspective. First of all, just understand what we're trying to do defensively. You know, we know we're a tough team, um, well-coached, mind does a hell of a job, um, one of the best coaches in our league. And so we know with KD, with Book, with CP, you know, they, they definitely execute. So we got to be um, tight with our game plan, understanding what we're trying to do, what we're trying to take away. Um, we have a lot of breakdowns and we've been having breakdowns you know these last couple weeks you know we haven't been as sharp defensively as we need to be but hopefully with four or five days to prepare um, we, we should be a lot better all right so when you think of the Clippers of course you start with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George whom maybe we will see later in the series maybe we won't we don't know yet uh, but taking them out of the equation what other X factors or or uh, matchups are you concerned about or, or think will be the most impactful on this series? Uh, who, uh, uh, Devin Booker and who is assigned to Devin Booker? If, if Norman Powell um, is assigned to Devin Booker, I think that's a, uh, it's, I, I know Norman Powell's a good player, but I think that's not necessarily the most problematic of matchups for Devin Booker. No. I no. think Russell Westbrook is probably going to guard Chris Paul, I'm thinking. No? Probably, yeah. yeah. I, I think so. I was talking to some people who had talked to some people in L.A. that were just beyond frustrated with Norman Powell's defense yeah. recently. Right. So, um, yeah, I think those are, those are good things to keep an eye out for. I, I think on the flip side of it, one of the X factors for me is how... How hard can the Suns make Kawhi Leonard work on defense and still get theirs, and how much does it affect his offense? Um, They need Kawhi Leonard to be their primary scorer, and he's a fantastic player. And I think he's, because of the injuries, a little bit even maybe being underrated right now going into this series. But they also can't have Kawhi Leonard being that defensive stopper and using up all his energy on that side of the floor because I don't think they have enough firepower to make up for that. What do you think would be more damaging for the Suns? Kawhi Leonard thriving on offense or on defense? He doesn't play. He used to be um, the elite of elite defensive wings. He doesn't play defense the way he used to because of his injuries. Um, he's still darn good, but it's not. It's not the. It's not the clamp down dude that once could kind of just put you in bubble wrap. What uh, What does a stat line or a, or a per game average look like? Devastating offensively, like thirty plus yes, points. Sure, thirty plus. They can't have that. They got to keep him under that number. Okay. 
I don't know if I answered the question. No, that does. No, no, you Where did. Where am I? You did. <laughs> what? Dance, wake up. It's time for the Rush Hour Reboot. Where's my margarita? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stick with the Suns. Eddie Come Johnson. Come on, Vinny. You're the butterfly. Sugar, baby. Yeah! Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. <laughs> Man, I'm so mad you guys don't like that song. Come on! It, just, Vinny's right. Hear, it sucks. Every time I hear that song, I'm reaching in my wallet for singles. <laughs> Funny, that makes me think of the movie Orange County. <laughs> really? Yes. With Colin Hanks, I think that was prominently featured. Yes. Anywho, Eddie Johnson was on the Wolf and Luke show earlier this week, uh, looking ahead to this series, and he pointed to adversity uh, as the one thing that playoffs really are all about, weathering adversity, and he said he thinks the Suns are well-positioned to do just that. When you go into the playoffs, you know the unknown is going to jump up, but do you have enough ammunition to make up for something that does jump up on you. A couple of years ago, Chris Paul went down, campaign stepped in, and we were still able to hold our own against the L.A. Clippers. So, for me, I feel good about what we have going into the playoffs. And now it's just about, you know, who can persevere and who can stay healthy. That's all I've ever thought about as an athlete. It's like, do I have soldiers with me? And no matter what happens, can we persevere and do we have the ability to fight through anything? And this team does. Okay, if weathering adversity is EJ's theme for the playoffs, what is yours? Mental tenacity. I've said it 10 times. I'll probably say it 10 more. Not just getting the officials out of their brains from the jump and playing through it all. But not. I, I think on that front, can I can I add to your point? Sure. Mental tenacity is a great way to look at it, but it's not just based on the officials. Bix, right? But over the course of a best of seven series, you get these these personal battles, this this beef that we talked about yesterday that can yeah. start to really you know come to the surface. And I, I think they've got to they've got to get over those too, and how they react on the court to, yeah. to the opponents because they're gonna. The Suns are the favorite in this series. The Clippers, it's it's all about gamesmanship in the playoffs, too. They're going to use try to get yeah. into the heads of the Suns. Oh, yeah. there's no doubt about it. And and here's the thing, too, as it applies to foul hunting and trying to draw charges. When you do that and you don't get the calls, which you won't in the playoffs, then the refs are getting into your heads. Yeah. You, you're, you're opening the door for them. Play totally. defense. Keep your feet on the floor and your backside off the and court. keep reaching for the star. They're keep your feet on the floor. <laughs> keep your backside off the court. That, that's what I'm saying. Do not throw yourself to the floor. Mm. That's, well, what I, that's what I do not want to see from the Phoenix Suns. Fair enough. All right, guys. Let's get to the Arizona Cardinals because, unfortunately, Cardinals fans have yet another reason to stress today. Buda Baker made some updates to his Twitter bio yesterday. He took Arizona out of the bio and changed his photo from a picture of him playing to a photo of him standing by the pool. He also tweeted the Michael Jordan gif from The Last Dance, the iconic quote, that's all I needed for him to do that, and it got personal. His Instagram still has Cardinals photos up there. But I'm going to keep an eye on that. Um, we talked about it earlier in the show, and you guys speculated what this could be about potentially being unhappy with his contract or with the current direction of the franchise as someone who plays at 11, 24 7, not wanting to waste a season as the Cardinals look like they're trying to do that. If you're Michael Bidwell, if you're Monty Austin Fort, you're Jonathan Gannon, what are you saying to Buda Baker? Are you, are you promising him anything to try and keep him happy during this downtime? 
It depends on the reason for the unhappiness yeah, right. for me. If, yeah. it, if it's contractual, then you do everything to, to appease Buda Baker. Um, I, I think Bick is on the money. He said earlier in the show, Buddha doesn't really strike you as a guy that's wired that way. If this is about the future, the very near future of the 2023 season, I'm not sure there's anything you can do outside of you know hitting on every one of your draft picks. But yeah. even then, you don't know what the results are going to be when those guys step on the field. So if this is based on Buddha's outlook for 2023 and beyond... I'm not sure there's much you can do. Yeah, the, uh, other than if it, if it if it was outlook based on what he thinks is going to be a very very long season, then what what Jonathan Gannon could do is he could come to him and say, "This is how we're going to win." Um, I I'm just I'm just worried that if if it is that if Buda Baker's looking this and going, Kyler's not going to be back. I I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not doing this because what Vinny said is right. You might get a basketball player or a baseball player on board with, okay, listen, we might take our lumps this year, but we're, we're, we're going to get through this. Stick mm-hmm. around. Football play, it's different. It's too violent. It hurts too much. Yeah, especially and, if you play like Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we have to quickly squeeze in some Arizona Coyotes. Their season came to a close last night, a 5-4 loss in overtime to the Vancouver Canucks. Before the game, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman joined Burns and Gambo. He's in town as the Coyotes are fighting to build their new home in Tempe. He called the new arena a win-win for everyone. He said, um, if you have a new arena, that's going to bring some major NHL events to the Valley. Here's how this interview ended. Gambo asked Gary Bettman, what we're all wondering, if Tempe voters, for some reason, don't approve this new arena, what happens next? If for some reason this doesn't pass, and I know you're not thinking that way, and nobody is, they're trying to get this through, but there's a lot of different states that would want a professional hockey team, and you're, you're probably in Canada as well. Do you look at this as a last-ditch effort to save the Coyotes in Arizona? I'm not going there. I've been asked that question probably 40 times today. The answer is we're focused on the referendum and getting it passed. We're not focused on anything else right now. Your reaction, guys? Um, I think he also said in other interviews he guaranteed that if the arena was built, the Coyotes would be here forever. Yes. So I, I, I think it's I, I think people with a functioning brain can understand that if this referendum and this arena goes down and does not happen, it's only a matter of time before the Coyotes are gone. Because if this doesn't work for them, where are they going to go? Yeah, I, I, I think the reluctance to answer that question with the I'm not going there is kind of a, a, a way without saying it. Yeah, this is the last ditch attempt. Because you can't Gary, make headlines saying vote for this or we're out of here because now it looks like you're playing a hostage game. Absolutely. Right? But Gary Bettman has also been under pressure for, you know, for his stance on hockey in the desert for a very, very Ever. long time. And at some point, you've exhausted all your op- opportunities yeah. to make it work. Yeah, this so. would have to be the last gasp for this hockey team, yeah. right? Yeah, because you think? if you if you couldn't rally support for this project that was being built on a landfill where all the former Tempe mayors are saying, hey, you know what? This is a pretty good deal. Then then where would it ever pass? Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Thank you, Sarah. Rush Hour Reboot every morning at 730. Coming up next, Suns and Clippers getting started on Sunday. A big question for the Suns side is Kawhi Leonard being discounted heading into this series. We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 
Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. It's just efficient when you look at the numbers uh, going right and going left. Uh, it's somewhat of a difference, but it's not bad. Uh, one is just <laughs> going one way is really, really good. And going the other way is still good, but no matter how you slice it, you can score in every environment. And I think that's the challenge that every team has faced with him. And now they have a ton of shooters around him and bigs that can get extra possessions off of those chances that he does miss. So he's, he's back to form. You can see it. He's got the, the pop and the strength and the ability to get his shot off in any environment. It's Monty Williams, head coach of the Suns, a practice yesterday on what he has seen from Kawhi Leonard. The last time the Suns played the Clippers in yeah. the playoffs, Western Conference Finals 2021, Kawhi Leonard unable to play and suffered a torn ACL, mm-hmm. missed the entire next season. So his ramp up was very gradual. He's one of those players as a gradual ramp up kind of guy. But I agree with Monty Williams that uh, Kawhi Leonard is back to form uh, in the nitty gritty part of the season for the Clippers. And, you know, there was a point where they were. 500, and they finished the season very strong. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard was instrumental in that, especially after Paul George went down. I just wonder, like, again, I'm uh, it's it's impossible not to identify the Suns as the favorite in this series for a number of different reasons, but. I think we fell into it in 2021. Well, Paul George without Kawhi, how tough are the Clippers? And I think we're falling into it again right now. Kawhi without Paul George, uh, okay. how tough are the Clippers? Kawhi Leonard is an elite basketball player, and we're talking about having Kevin Durant with the Suns, a two-time Finals MVP. Yep. Guess who's got that on his resume? Yeah, Kawhi Ka- Leonard does, too. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard, it's, it's fascinating how Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant's credentials are eerily similar. They are. You know, from Finals MVP a couple of times to a couple of championships. Uh, I agree with everything you're saying, and there's not a ton that scares me about this matchup. I, I, I don't think it's going to be easy. I agree with you about that. I ultimately think two superstars always beats one, but that's going to have to play out. But here's the thing about Kawhi Leonard, and I like the way you put this out there. Um, when the Suns played them in that epic playoff series, it was Paul George, it was it was all those guys. There was no Kawhi Leonard. Last year, um, I thought the Clippers were going to be a real dangerous team. Paul George came down with COVID right before a play-in game, and they missed out entirely. And we thought the Suns had just really kind of dodged a proverbial bullet in drawing the New Orleans Pelicans. And it turned out that, you know, careful what you wish for in that situation. I think in the past couple of years, I think the the lack of um, playoff, the lack of playoff presence from the Clippers and from Kawhi in general has made people kind of forget just how special he can be when healthy. He's only played in 104 of 236 games in the past three years. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. You have missed more games than you have played in the past three seasons. He's back now to playing to looking like he did in his prime. Um, So he scares me because I've seen him in playoff games when he gets better. He gets bigger. He he just he he's more formidable. He's he's a different dude, but he's he's got a he's got an assassin, a basketball assassin inside of him. Yeah, 
There's no doubt about it, and he's and he's silent about it, and he's silent about yeah. it. So so he's a guy that 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 worries me a little bit because if he comes out and just he could dominate this thing. So again, not not a ton scares me about this. I'd be scared of that dude. Yes, um, should you be scared? Of Norman Powell, a guy who in the last regular season game, as meaningless as it was basically on both sides, and I think both sides kind of carried that out. Norman Powell had a really good game. He's relentless offensively. He drives to the hoop. He gets to the free throw line. He likes to get into the paint. He welcomes contact um, and is kind of a walking in one. Here was uh, Monty Williams on the challenge of guarding Norman Powell. He's just one of those guys that... um he comes in. He's not. You know, he's not facilitating offense for other guys. He's like going to get it, and he's drawing fouls uh, in transition. He's trying to get to the rim. Uh, DHOs. He's getting downhill, going right, and his paint touches are pretty efficient. He's getting to the free throw line, or he's finishing with his right hand. Um, they're close out. As far as their team is concerned, they're the best closeout team in the league, and he's a big part of that. Um, so he's he's a huge part of our discussions. I think our guys understand that he he could be a key factor if you don't go into this series with a high level of awareness that when he comes in the game, he's capable of big nights. And I think our guys have a great deal of respect for what he's been able to do, and he's been in and out of there their rotation and he's still been able to put up 17, 18 points a night and he can go for 25 if, if, you, if you don't have that heightened awareness of who he is as a player. And he is the guy, Norman Powell, that leads the charge off the bench offensively and I think what Monty said is yeah, he's not facilitating. He's going out there to get his points but he's been very consistent mm-hmm. in doing that and that is one advantage that I think the, the Clippers distinctly have going into this matchup is their bench on much paper has been much better yeah. and much more consistent than I agree with you. bench. I agree. And he's you. a big part of the reason why. Yeah. And if 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 Ty Lue can it can find a way to to flex that bench um in terms of defensive um substitutions and coming at the suns in waves, it might be an issue. It might be. Foo Fighters will be playing Talking Stick Resort or Amphitheater on October 3rd, general on sale begins today at 10 a.m., but you can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. Coming up next, your final pre-playoffs blast. What's Fire. it going to be, Bick? Fire! Exactly. We got that for you next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.